Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here in our midst. And we thank you that you will reveal Jesus, that you will speak via the word, anoint the word, that it may produce what it says. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I have a few things I want to share today, but uh, as I said, that I don't know that every time something happens in the news, all the crazy people comes out in the body of Christ. And uh, and for someone who's been around the block a few years now, uh, I heard it all before. Okay, and uh, but still, people are still as dumb, still saying the same thing. The, the last one I heard. There's going to be a food famine. Uh, you don't need to be a prophet to do that. Uh, just what's the news, okay? And why do you have to say? And, and by the way, uh, there's one thing that we have to understand when God speaks to us. <coughs> uh, God does not speak to you about what is obvious because He expects you to be able to figure that out yourself, okay? Uh, in the Danish Bible, there is a verse where it says that God gave you an eye to see with and an, uh, and an ear to hear with. Mm. And when it says in the Danish translation, and he expects you to use it. And when I wrote an extra line, it said he gave you a brain too. Amen. Okay? And sometimes that, uh, mm. uh, I sad to say that many uh, so-called people who think they are prophet, which they are not, they're just weird, they say all sorts of stupid things. And um, one of the things that have been very popular over the last two decades in the body of Christ are people who comes out of the woodwork and who says things like, I've been to hell. And, uh, and when they come back with some kind of revelation about what Jesus has shown them in hell and so on. And you know, it's been, there's even been written a lot of books about it. But I just want to tell you, this is not biblical. Okay, it is like they're taking something, imagination. I'm telling you, if you've been to hell, I'm telling you, you would not survive the experience. Okay, uh, I don't care who you are, you would not survive the experience. And if you don't find it in the Bible, reject it. Okay, and it doesn't matter how famous you are, how many people you get to follow you, it's rubbish. Okay, and I say that so strongly because if you look, turn to Luke chapter 16, this is not what I'm going to see. I'm going to talk about the end time today. But this thing is so important that uh, you see this. This is about a, a man, the rich man and, and Lazarus, and, uh, and when they die. Okay, and in Luke 16 and uh, 20, no, it starts in verse 19, it says, there was a certain witch man. Now, you have to understand, this is not a parallel. This is a real story. Okay? And so, and when he, we know that the rich man, he has a good life, a poor man, he has a bad life, and so on and so forth. And when they die, and, uh, <coughs> and you have to understand, before the cross, when you die, everyone goes down. Okay? You know, you, you can't go to heaven before, because Jesus <coughs> hasn't died yet. So people who are righteous, who died in the Old Testament, they went down to what they call Abraham's bosom. Okay? It was like, so, so where the deaf people was uh, kept, it was down, because no one could go to heaven yet, because the price hadn't been paid. Remember when King Saul, 
he tried to get the spirit of Samuel, it says the spirit came up. Okay? And, uh, and Lazarus and so on, they came out. Uh, do you know why Jesus said Lazarus come out? Because if he just said come out, they all come out. Okay? Anyway, but so, so, but, but at that time, with, with, with righteous people and the unrighteous people, they could still see one another. Okay, there was a there was a border between them, and this is where you see in, uh, uh, let's say we, we we can go from 25. But Abraham said, "Son, remember that you, in your lifetime, received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented." Now this is this is after they died, both of them. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from the hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, now this is the witch man, when he said, I pray you therefore, Father, that you would send him, now he's talking about Lazarus, that you would send him to my father's house, he say, send him back to life, to warn them. Okay, now notice what for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Now, this is interesting what, what uh, Abraham says, 29. Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. This is the first five books of the Bible. And the prophets, you know, that's obvious, the prophets, okay? They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. <coughs> And he said, Nay, Father, Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. You know, we have all fallen into that trap. Or if God could just do a big signs and wonder, then everything will just be fine. Someone raised from the dead or whatever. Some, something very spectacular when everyone could see that it is Jesus. But it's a deception because of... You can, you know, uh, when you see a miracle, when you see a physical sign, one that, that that communicates to your physical senses, and you cannot get saved through your senses. It's from heart to heart, and that's only the word of God can that can do that. And so he said, Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, this is Abraham, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one rose from the dead. Okay? So when you're reading this, now you see all this rubbish that have been written over the last two decades about books that has been, in, I have been to hell, you know, there was even one on there to believe, oh, I've been to hell and so on, I would like to share my testimony. Oh, shut up. Okay? <laughs> It's just rubbish, it's just imaginations. They have watched too many horror movies before they got saved or whatever it may be. By the way, I think I'm still traumatized. Every time I see a, an American school bus, you know you know the yellow ones, I always think about Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I don't think about school kids. You know, you don't know. Most are old enough. <laughs> yeah, no. I saw this yellow school bus in Canada. I was just... Oh. I didn't think, oh wow, this is school, whatever. Where is Freddy? <laughs> okay, anyway. But it's so important that we, that we, we have to understand we are Bible people. 
you know, like uh, again, you know, we were singing this song today, you know, and we, it's something we like to quote, but you know, it's not in the Bible. You know, they say, let the poor say, I am weak. You know, let the weak say, I'm strong. That's in the Bible, Joel 3.10. But when we add the next line, let the poor say, I'm weak. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> but we have said it so many times that we think it is in the Bible, but it is, it, it captures the heart of the Bible, but it's not in the Bible. Do, do you understand that? Just like that... Uh, when you ask people to be saved, that's not in the Bible too, and so on, but it, it captures the heart of it. But it's very important, we always go back to the Word of God, because that's what the Word of God is. The Word of God is not someone has a dream. The Word of God is not that someone has a dream, or a vision, or image, or whatever they have. That is not the Word of God. Prophecy is not the Word of God. This is the Word of God. Amen? You know, that in the Greek language, there are two words for, for the word. There is the, the, there is the word logos, which is the written word of God. And then there is the word rhema, which is the revealed word of God. And rhema cannot stand on its own. Okay? You cannot have rhema without logos first. First, you need to have the written word of God. And when you have the written word of God, out of that, God will bring revelation. Amen? Not through a dream, not through a vision, not through a prophet. You know, we, 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 the whole, this is, I'm going to share, show you this, but the whole body of Christ, or what we call the body of Christ, you have to understand there is a big part of the body of Christ is not Christian. When we talk about the end time, we're talking about the two shall walk together, it's talking about the church. And one should go, and one stays behind. You have to say, this is the church, uh, so, but it's not the church as born again, it's the church as an organization. And this is where we come into, where people, they treasure their, their dreams, or nightmares, I will call them, higher than the word of God. Okay? No, it's the word of God that is powerful, not your dreams, not your visions, not your imaginations. I'm telling you, everywhere I go preaching, nearly, there's always someone who has some kind of word to me. And you know what? It's never been right. Okay? Well, it's just because someone needs to feel that they are spiritual, so to speak, when, when, when they're using me. Okay? But now I'm so old, I say, no, it's not the word of God. Just sit down. Just shut up. Shut up. Okay? And, and they get very offended. But you know what? I, I'm too old for, for the other part now. Okay? Because if you're embracing these things, when other people think, oh, that person is spiritual. No, that person is not spiritual. I'm telling you, it's not the Spirit of God. First of all, as you have told, uh, told you so many times, there's so many things that people claim that God has spoken to them about that God will never speak to them about. Okay? Why should God speak to me about the Prime Minister in UK? Why should he do that? I don't know her. I, I really don't care. Why should God speak to me about Putin or whatever? Why should he do that? Like, like if I, oh yeah, I, 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 God showed me about Putin. Oh wow, who do you think you are? You know, like he will speak to me about what I have responsibility for. Amen. Not for something that I don't have responsibility for. You know, that's fine, but if someone's complete stranger comes and says to you, God showed me something about you, no, he wouldn't. 
Because if, we, if God was running around telling all your secrets all over the place, how can you trust him? Okay? You know, I've been to meetings, oh, and, and you know, sometimes in the body of Christ, we are so gullible, but then so we're, oh, I see someone in here in this room, uh, you had problems when you were teenagers, your parents didn't understand, and then people, oh, wow, how did you know that? <laughs> it's, it's completely stupid, okay? And, 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 and it's so important that God never speaks to you about anything that is none of your business. Amen. It's very important we differentiate between having an opinion and when say this is God. Okay, you are allowed to have your opinions, but keep it for yourself. Okay, don't put God upon it and say God showed me. I'm telling you, the wars that have been fought in the name of God. Okay, now we're coming to a World Cup in here in next month. I'm telling you, now we're going to see all these crazy preachers that are praying for their country to win the World Cup. <laughs> so when two countries come, so that's why every game will be a draw. You know, it's just crazy, you know, we shouldn't bring God down to such a low level. Oh God, bless our country so we will win the World Cup. Or, or you know, that, that Denmark used to be a very, very big country, but when we were so dumb in 1864, we went into a battle, into a war. They believed God was on their side. And uh, from being one of the biggest nations in Europe, we became the smallest, tiniest little piece of land in Europe because we thought God was on our side. Okay, you can say, you know, everyone thinks God is on their side. And you know what? Don't get God involved in, you know, the Ukrainians say God is on their side. You heard Putin's talk, God is on our side. You know, like, you know, God is not interested in these things. You know, it's not like a football game where we're praying and like the more we pray, the more God is on our side. That's not how it works. Amen. God is far above this thing. But this thing about, uh, all this thing about extra curricular revelations that we claim to be God, it is not God. You know that, oh, they, they, the books been, oh, I saw preachers in hell and I saw this person in hell and so on. And you know what? It was just rubbish, okay? And then the woman, she wrote a book, I was in heaven and I was in hell and I was this, that, you know, but, you know, it, it's just, it, it is just not biblical and it doesn't do anything any good, okay? What it does, it, 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 uh, it speaks to your emotions, but it does not reflect in your spirit. It does not give you any growth. Okay. Anyway, if you turn to Matthew chapter 24, and uh, because of the, the current situation, that there will be a lot of preachers who will say this is the end time and this, this, that, and the other. And, and can I just say that the word end time is the word that has been so abused. No, but, we are living in the last days, and the last days started the moment Jesus died. Ever since then, it's been the last days. Do you understand? So that's about 2,000 years or something like that. And as I said, every generation, like, you remember Karl Axel? You know, he is very old. <laughs> when he was young, okay, he, he, he only needed one semester at the University of Oslo in statistics when he went to a meeting and he heard a preacher say Jesus is coming back soon and he believed him and he quit university and became a 
pastor, a preacher. I said to him, if you have been my son, I'm beating you all the way back to university. Because I said, that's the dumbest decision you ever made. But he said, I need to preach Jesus. I need to go out and preach Jesus. You know, he, 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 no, I know. But, but it's just a complete waste of skills and talents. We complain today about why do the governments, why are there no righteous people in government, why are there no righteous people? We, that's because the body of Christ, the, the church, because of dumb teaching in the 70s, they withdrew. So we have no one who's qualified to sit in these positions. You know, we, yeah, it's not enough to say God has called you. You need to be qualified too. Amen? It's not enough to say, oh, I want to be a doctor. Oh, that's great. Why God God called me? Have you been trained? No, but I'm called. <laughs> or a dentist or whatever it may be. No. So so it's not that God don't want people in these positions. We just don't have anyone who is qualified because there was this wrong teaching in the 70s where we have to be busy preaching the gospel. And yes, we have to be busy preaching the gospel. But how do we preach the gospel? We preach the gospel through the lives that we live in the places that we have been placed. Amen. You know, the majority of people who get saved, how do we get saved? We get saved because we meet someone in our situation, in our life where we are at that time. Most of us do not get saved in church. We do not get saved in a meeting. We get saved by someone, we know someone who are there where we are. That's where we get saved. That's where you can reach people that I will never be able to reach. My job is really not to get people saved. My job, Ephesians talks about in Ephesians 4, that my job is to equip you so that you can do your ministry. Okay? So, but anyway, so here in uh, Matthew chapter 24, (coughs) uh, this is about uh, Jesus talking about the end time, okay? we don't have time for it, but you, you need to read chapter 23 also because if you, can, if you notice, chapter 24 starts with the word and. So it's a continuation of 23, okay? But uh, let's just start with uh, 24 verse 1 here. And it says, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, and remember, verily is not a disciple. <laughs> okay. I had someone who said that. <laughs> Name some of the names of the disciples. He said, John, Peter, and verily. He said, well, I said, who's verily? And Jesus speaks to him all the time. Have you seen that? You know, if you read King James, verily is the one he speaks to the most. I said, okay. He said, and Jesus said unto them, See no. And Jesus said unto them, See not all these things, verily I say unto you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will see that forever now. <laughs> he does speak to him. Okay. There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now you have to understand, Jesus, there's a transition time with Jesus. No, the temple is still there, the physical temple, and yet Jesus is the temple himself. So there's a transition time, and that's why he, t- he talks about the physical temple, where he, there shall not be left here one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. That happens 70 years after the death of Jesus, when the Romans, they, they surround Jerusalem, 
and uh, Adventist war the temple. Actually, the Roman emperor, he actually tells the soldiers that don't destroy the temple. But because of um, between the stones were gold, so the sol Roman soldiers were greed overrides the order, the command of the soldier, because that's how soldiers got paid. No, uh, soldiers didn't get paid in terms of, uh, the way they usually get paid is that when they have a, had a battle, they were allowed to rob and loot anything for three, four days. That's how soldiers got paid, okay? Uh, the Romans changed a little bit of that. They paid them in salt, okay? That's why we get the word salary from. They, they used to be paid in salt, so when they sold, they sold, and so on. But anyway, it's not my sister. So, so, but that happened 70 years ago, and uh, 70 years after Jesus, where the temple was destroyed completely, and uh, they basically made Jerusalem impossible to live in. They put salt all over the fields, and then they destroyed the temple. That's why we as Christians, we cannot, and you probably heard it, you probably done it yourself, at celebrations, we say this hip hip hooray. That was, in, that was what the Roman soldiers were shouting when the temple was destroyed. Okay, that, that comes from that. So, so remember next time you want to celebrate something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, uh, don't do it around Jewish people, definitely. So, and verse 3, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall all these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Now notice this is the first thing he says. And this is completely opposite to anything anyone tells you about the end time or last days today. He says, Take heed that no man deceives you. Amen. Take heed that no man deceives And that deception... I believe is what I just started out talking about, that this thing about that the, the deception is that people, they think they can hear from Jesus, that they believe that Jesus speaks to them through dreams, that they believe that Jesus speaks to them through visions. And I believe that's the deception. Okay? Because he's not talking, you know, but uh, deception happens inside the church. Do you understand? Like, uh, a Buddhist is not deceived, he's just following another religion, okay? Uh, it's, the Christ, it's, the, it's those who are in, in the faith he's talking about. They are the ones who are deceived. And the first thing he says, take heed that you do not get deceived. And of course, because of, it looks far more attractive that someone could say, oh, I had a dream, okay? It's really a make of all, make of, uh, they can see all sorts of crazy things and so on. And sometimes that does not look as attractive as the words it is written, okay? But this is what Jesus wants about. Take heed that you do not get deceived, that your attention gets will not be moved away from the word. Okay? Because I'm telling you, most of these people who have dreams and visions, no, I will not even say most, all of them, they don't read their Bible. They say they do, but, but they don't. Because if they read the Bible, they would, the, the rubbish would not come out of their mouth. Okay? So, so he said, take heed that no man deceives you. So the first thing, the, the first warning, the first sign that Jesus tells the disciples, what are the signs for all these things, for the destruction, for the end of the world? 
And he said, be careful that you do not get deceived. And what is he saying about, he say, stay close to the word. And we know it ourselves, in, in, we see, now the world uses this phrase, whatever, in, in, this is my lived experience. And we, we do the same in the body of Christ. You know, I, I know people, I say to them, the Bible say this, and we say, yeah, but God showed me. Yeah, but God showed me. Uh, but God showed me. And, uh, and they, over, they make their lived, so-called lived experience more powerful than the word of God. And yet they still think they are Christians. This is where the deception is so blown out now. It's so obvious. <laughs> but when you are deceived, you can't see it. And this is what Jesus talks about. Stay close to the word. Amen. Take heed that no man deceives you. Take heed that no man deceives you. When he say, for many shall come in my name. Now, now remember, this is Jesus saying, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. Now, it's very important you are you're catching this, because I used to think that people will come and say they were Christ, so to say. No, but Jesus say, for many shall come in my name, saying, no, so Jesus say, saying that Jesus is the Christ. Okay, they're not say, like, like say, to use Oliver, it's not that Oliver come and say, I am Christ. It's not Jesus of the Bible is Christ. Oliver say, I'm, no, not, no, it would be like Oliver say, he is, yeah, Jesus is the Son of God. But that's not, uh, just because someone saying that is not does not mean that everything else that comes out of their mouth is true. Even the devil will tell you that Jesus is the Son of God. He said that to Jesus. He said, "If you are the Son of God, he can quote the Bible." So he so he said, "For many notice for many again we're talking about the end time. For many shall come in my name. They come as believers." You know, when the, if a Muslim comes, you know, they can't deceive you. A Buddhist or, or whatever. You know, they, you know, they, 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 if you get deceived by a Buddhist or a Muslim, you deserve to be deceived. You know, there's, there's no hope for you, okay? That's, that's too late then. Okay, if you get... get no, I could, no, but the thing is, it's too, you get deceived by someone who comes in the name of Jesus. A Christian, Okay? For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many, and shall deceive many. And I'm telling you, like, like the two examples I gave you, this is how we're doing it, because we hear things so often, and we're thinking, yes, this is Bible. But when we, we you know, have you heard about, uh, you heard, probably heard the phrase also, money is the root of all evil. Right? <laughs> But it's, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible say the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, you can have money without loving it, and you can love money without having it. Sure. I mean, I was a student, I loved money. <laughs> I didn't have any, but I loved it. <laughs> okay. You can, but because of, we hear it so many times. Uh, have you ever heard the phrase, God helps those who help themselves? Uh, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible. Because we live by grace. But we, we, we are catchphrases that we have heard it so many times and we start thinking, yes, that's the Bible. And because now we are in an environment where we, 
where it's gone inflation in this thing about God showed me this better than the other and so on and so forth. So we're thinking now this is a part of how God communicates. No, it's not. God communicates through his word. Do you understand? God does not communicate through you to through YouTube or Facebook. You don't praise God by putting a like on a statement on Facebook. Oh, have you done your worship? Yeah, I put a like on. Thumbs up. Okay. Uh, you're not allowed to do that in Iran, I feel. It's like uh, this, we do this thing. <laughs> so you have to be careful. You know. okay. <laughs> that's why. And you're not allowed to put your hands in your pocket because uh, in Denmark, that shows you are lazy. You know, all sorts of customs. Okay. But anyway, so. But we shall deceive many, and you shall, now verse 6, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you be not troubled. Okay? You have to understand, the world will never be at peace. You, you, you understand? Like, the Bible talks about that in Corinthians, that the devil is the god of this world. Okay? So we are in this world, but we are not of this world. But we are still in this world. And in this, and, and in this world, it's the system of the devil. And now you have to understand that the, devil's, the kingdom of the darkness, the kingdom of the devil, is built up similar to God's kingdom in that sense. The only thing is, there is no loyalty. And sometimes there is one... A, one demon, one spirit that is more powerful than the other spirit. For example, you can read about that in the book of Daniel. Uh, if, you, if, if you see about the empires, that uh, when they're falling, that, that this is basically spirits that grow stronger and grow weaker. In the natural, it's actually funny, that the reason for why all these empires attack one another is because they get so indebted to the others. So how do you get debt-free? <laughs> in waiting the country you owe money to. This is why World War II started. Do you know that? You know, the reason why Adolf Hitler started the invasion of Europe was because he was going bankrupt in Germany. So everywhere he went, the first place he went to was the National Bank because at that time every national currency was according to what we call the gold standard. So every, every pound was backed up by gold. Okay? So, so it's all about money anyway. But, I, but, but back to this thing. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. Don't be troubled. I'm telling you, you know, sometimes when you're thinking back, we do stupid things, really. I, you know, I grew up in school every Wednesday at lunchtime. The air siren was, uh, was uh, and then we have to practice because we had a, we have a very big uh, NATO Air Force base in, in my hometown. And then we had to jump underneath the table. And yeah, but the thing is, we, we, because we, the first thing that will happen, we will drop a nuclear bomb. So I always wonder, <laughs> what difference would it make me sitting underneath the table in the school? It was just crazy. Stupid, isn't it? And so we hear the air siren, we have to jump underneath the table in case we drop in a nuclear bomb. Oh yeah, okay. If it dropped a nuclear bomb, we probably wouldn't even notice. It would just be evaporated. Okay, but these things always happen. We know, this is how the world is. The world is always at war with one another. Okay, the world is always you know you don't even need to go to nations. Families are at war with one another. Okay, 
This is why the tabloid newspapers make a lot of money out of it. They love to write about families fighting about one another. Now with Danish royal family, the queen decided the second prince, his children are not allowed to be called princes anymore. So, so the father, the second prince, he is, he's in Paris, he was crying and he's on every newspaper in Denmark. <laughs> every family fights. You know, you know, don't be troubled. This is just a part of the world. Do you understand? So Jesus, don't be troubled, for all these things must come to pass. And then he says, but the end is not yet. I have Amen. friends, every time I see bad news on the news, they say, oh, Jesus is coming back soon. It's like we're pushing a button, Jesus is coming back soon. You know, like every time I see something bad, the only response we have, Jesus is coming back soon. You know, and you know what? They live miserable lives. They never, they never improve themselves because what, what future and hope do you have? Because Jesus is coming back soon. Okay. What, what's the purpose of better yourself? Because Jesus is coming back soon, and the world is just. No, I'm telling you, it's a lie to make you believe that the world is getting worse and worse and worse. That's a lie. If you have a choice by living today or being born 500 years ago, which which time frame would you choose? I would choose now, anytime. <laughs> you know, but, hey, health conditions 500 years ago. You know, for most of you, if you've been to Pompeii, you know that if you walk through the streets, where now now it looks nice and things like that. Then there's these stones in the middle of the road. Uh, so you ask, oh, what are these stones for? So I said, you know, at that time, these roads was like sewage. You know, like sewage. So the stones were so that you could cross the roads. Can you imagine the smell in these places, in that heat? You know, you ask me if I would like to live at that time or if I would want to live now. I prefer now. You know, it's a lie that religious people have told you that the world is getting worse. It's a lie. You know, but the things that we can do today, the things that we have available today that we didn't have available just 20 years ago is just incredible. You know, if you, so if I have a choice, I prefer now. Health-wise, medicine-wise, whatever, breakthroughs, whatever, there are cancer treatments that we didn't have 20 years ago. So don't tell me that the world is getting worse. Okay, but it's, a, it's something that religious people always tell you, oh, Jesus, come back. And, and they're painting a picture that the world is going to hell, and now Jesus is coming on a rescue mission just to bail us out in the last minute. No, that, that doesn't fit with what the Bible talks about, that we shall reign with Christ in this life. Yes. That you are the head and not the tail. Yes. That he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Okay, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. When Jesus comes, it's not coming to bail you out. out. Oh, thank you, Jesus. If you wait another second, we would not have made it anymore. You know, this is not how it works. Jesus hung on the cross and he said, it is finished. He didn't say you were finished. <laughs> Amen. He said, you and I, we are just going to get started. He said, the devil is finished. The Romans talks about that the devil is underneath your feet. Amen. Amen. So, so, you have, so, 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 so you have to understand, from the moment Jesus was resurrected, or from the moment he died, everything went from glory to glory. 
He's not, he's not coming from a, from, from a bride where, where, oh, thank you, Jesus, but you came for me. No one else wanted me. We are completely horrible. We are so ugly. Oh, thank you, you want us, Jesus. Because you don't look at me outside, you look at the heart. Thank you, Jesus. It's, this is not how it works. But religion has taught you these things because it gives it, it, it's, it's such a convenient way to cover your own laziness. It is. Okay, it's because it is hard work to have a relationship, and it's even harder work to have a relationship with Jesus, because it's hard enough work to have a physical relationship with a person, because at least you can see that person. With Jesus, you can't see him. When you get frustrated, who are you shouting at? The wall. <laughs> okay, it's hard work. So, so anyway. Telling all so so we only have verse six, okay. So for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The end is not yet. The end is not yet. You have a future and a hope. Okay? For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. It doesn't say this is the end. These are just things that have. There's actually a scripture in that when the body of Christ, the children of God, they reveal themselves to the world, all the world will come into place. Both the physical, the natural, everything will come into place. Because it's all due to the sin problem. You know, the world did not get redeemed, so to speak. We got, we got redeemed when we received Jesus as a Savior. You know, there was no weed when Adam was doing the gardening. I don't know what he did. The grass, can you imagine? The grass didn't grow. The hedges just grew very fine. There was nothing to do because everything was perfect. Okay? There was no fawns, nothing. He could just do whatever he wanted to do. Okay? So anyway... So all these are the beginning of sorrows. When shall we deliver you up to be afflict, up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake? Now these things has already happened. That happened under Emperor Nero. Okay, if you if you read in the, in the Revelation, it talks about the number of the beast. If you actually take the numerical value, that actually spells Nero. Okay, so if you if you read uh, the, about the early church, how they get uh, persecuted and uh, killed and martyred and so on, so 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 we have to understand here. He's not just talking, you know, he's talking about the future from where he is. But a part of what he talks about the future is our past. Do you understand? Because of uh, we are two thousand years further down the line. These things happened about seventy A.D. when the early church got persecuted. Okay. If you most Christians that I know of today, because we, if in the Western world, if they get persecuted, that's most likely because we are stupid, not because of they're following Jesus. Okay, but the problem is with these people who are pro- so-called prophets, you can't even correct them because if you tell them you're wrong, oh, now I'm under persecution. Now, now I'm real prophet. Okay, it's just so crazy uh, the, the deception, the level of deception these people are in. Okay, so anyway, and then. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And now, notice what, now he comes again, verse 11. 
and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. This is the second time Jesus referring to deception. The key thing here is deception. But now notice he said many false prophets. What is a false prophet? Is someone in the Old Testament says, it's funny, most people who want us to go back to the Old Testament and they claim they're prophets, they, don't, they forget that convenient part of when they say something and it didn't happen, we need to stone them. Yes. <laughs> if you are a prophet and what you prophesy is not true, we need to take you outside the town and stone you. If, if that was the condition now, we will be very careful using saying Jesus said anything. <laughs> that no one wanted to be a prophet. Okay? This is what, so you can see the inflation in God showed me, God showed me. Do you know what? I actually find it more disgusting when people running around saying, God showed me this and God told me this and God, when, when I hear a sinner using the name of Jesus as a curse word. This is bad enough. But it's even worse when I, a so called Christian abusing the name of Jesus in that way. Mm. Now, this is what Exodus talks about that don't use the name of the Lord in vain. Did you, why? Because when you start using that, you, without you realizing it, maybe, you're degrading the name. You're degrading it down to your level. You're making God down to your level. And we, or, or worse, you elevate yourself at his level. Okay? So anyway, so many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. How do, how do false prophets... Like what we see today, God showed me this, God showed me that, God showed me this, God showed me this, and you know what, it did not happen, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, they're not accountable. We're living in a society, you can, you can say all kind of rubbish, and no one holds you accountable. You know, our politicians do the same, what happens with 350 million pounds a, a week to the NHS? No one is a. What happened to this brilliant trade deal we are supposed to have with, with, with the United States? But no one is accountable for what we're saying. And it's the same thing uh, that prophets, they say, God showed me this. And when it does not happen, when you just carry on saying something else, God, instead of standing up and saying, I missed it, I did not hear God. Y2K, I'm telling you, all the prophecies about, you know, Y2K, remember with the computers, when we turned 2000 and when. The computers couldn't figure that out from going from 1999 to 2000 and the airplanes will fall down, the nuclear power plants will explode and all sorts of crazy things. Marilyn Hickey even have a magazine about how much tin food you should have in your basement and water and all sorts of They just forgot you, you need a shotgun too. Because if you're the only one in the area who's got, a, who's got food, people will come to your place. You know, it's just crazy. Okay? And the, the thing is, we need to get back to the Word of God. This thing about dreams and visions, and you know what, as I said to you, every time I ask God if I should buy a new car, He had never said no. <laughs> he always said yes and amen. And you know, I have dreams about you know, and it's not because I have too much pizza. You know, but if I cannot figure, if I need God's help to buy a car, you know what, I'm really the most hopeless person in the world. If I need God to tell me about this, that, that many people need God to tell me about, you know, you're, comp you're complete useless. 
And other times when God, when you listen to people, I said to a person once, but it sounds to me that so much that God speaks to you, it sounds like God does not trust you. you know, but God is not speaking to you every five seconds. Do this, do this, do this. Kurt, remember to do this. Kurt, can you remember? I told you that. Yeah, you told me five seconds ago. Kurt, remember to do it. If he, if he keeps, it's more an expression of that God does not trust me. And just as God asked me to have faith in him, God has faith in me. Amen. You know, you meet Dennis Pastor Dennis Balcom, he's not running around. Oh, God, show me this. Oh, God, show me this. God, show me that. He, he got a word, go to China. And that's the only word he's got. And he started before, the, that was before the Vietnam War. Okay? It wasn't God who showed him that he needed to go to take Chinese lessons in Los Angeles. No, he figured that out himself. I need to go to China. Okay, I need to learn the language. You know, if God needs to tell you that, we all in, when China is a little trouble, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we, we are so we we are so crazy. Uh, there's another woman I saw on Facebook, something like that. So. God raised me up to stand up for Israel. Oh, wow. I didn't realize Israel, they really in so big trouble. They need you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, and, and, and this is the level of deception. You know, like, oh, because, and it's also easier to express, see, I am a fake person. No, you have no faith, because this is just opinions, this is just politics. No, you, what you need to do is, we need to walk with Jesus. We need to be testimonies, witnesses, where we are. Can you, oh, poor Israel, this, this old woman, she forgot to pray for you today, now the whole country is in trouble. It's completely stupid to think like that, okay? But, we, but this is what it talks about, the force where we get focused upon things that is completely stupid. We should be focused upon one thing alone, and that is building our relationship with Him. And when all the other things comes all by itself. You know, that we have all tried to, oh, I need to stop doing this, I need to start doing that. We all try to do, and we know it does not work. The, the issue we want to stop becomes much bigger, because we focus so much upon it. And you know, the way we transform is we just focus upon Him, and when He transforms us. Amen. This is how it works, and and this is what we should be focusing upon. But it's also hard to keep focusing upon Him because our flesh is selfish, so it's hard to focus upon Him for our flesh. So therefore, we finding another way because we we do still want to go to heaven. So we need to find another way where we don't need to pay the price of our flesh every day. So we go in, we mix the gospel with some kind of physical agendas like a charity work like feeding the hungry and so on and so on which are good things but it cannot be a substitute for your relationship with Jesus do you, do you understand you know that William Booth he did the way his Salvation Army is today I'm telling you he would not be able to recognize Salvation Army today Salvation Army when William Booth was around was a very very powerful organization you know that uh, when people in their meetings, when there was not room enough for them to sit down, people could sit in the air. Okay, 
He, he, there were amazing things that happened in his meetings, it, but it was so hard to stay there in that, in that, for the flesh. So they gradually became more and more with charity work, and now it's just begging for, 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 for gifts. Okay. Anyway, verse 12, And because iniquity shall, shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. And because now notice this is in the context of and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. Now this is another thing about this thing. That when you if you ever get a word for someone, which most likely you won't, okay, because I, I trust that God can speak to him himself, you carry the responsibility for that word. If you go and say to someone, God showed me, now you can't just wash your hands afterwards and say, oh, it's nothing to do with me. No, you carry that word. If you pray the prayer of salvation with someone, now you're responsible. Yes. Don't just hand it over to someone else. Now you are responsible for it. And this is what you know, it talks about. The false prophets, they don't care about you. They use you to make themselves feel good. Do you understand? They use you to say, to tell you, see what God has shown me. Okay, when they say it's about you, but if it doesn't happen for you, they don't care. Because they don't carry responsibility for that word. And this is what it talks about, that the love grows cold. Okay? I, I grew up in the school of that, if you have a word for someone, now you're responsible. Can you remember there is an incident where the Apostle Paul, he comes to Philip and he's got three daughters who, are, who can prophesy. And then Agabus, a well-known prophet, he comes to the house of Philip and he prophesies to Paul. So I, I used to think, why, didn't, why did God bother asking Agabus, who was now an old man, to come to Philip's house who, had, who already had three daughters who could prophesy. Why couldn't he just have ministered to Paul through them? Because these three daughters could not carry the responsibility of that word. Do you understand? They didn't have the, the, the experience, they didn't have the position in the body to carry that kind of word. Agabus was already a proven prophet. In the early chapters of the book of Acts, we see he's the one who prophesies about there will be a famine in the known world. Now, you have to understand, when the Bible talks about the world, it talks about the Jewish world. Okay, It's not the whole world. Okay, That's why some people say, well, we can't register that famine anywhere else in the world history. No, but that was because when they said the world, it was their world. For the Jewish people, the rest of us, we were just dogs. Okay, We were not the world. They were the world. Okay? Anyway, so 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 you had so so the word the love grows cold. They mean they don't care. So we always so when you prophesy, when you say that's why the Bible talks about we will be held accountable for every word that we are saying. That's why I hopefully when I get to heaven, I hopefully I don't get in behind me in the queue with someone who's been saying God showed me this better than the other because that's a lot of things before I get to see Jesus with. Because why did you say this? Why did you say that? Well, I'm just saying, please, I've been here for a long time. <laughs> All I want Jesus to say is just, well done. You don't want him to say, 
Well, <laughs> okay, no, but uh, so 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 love shall grow cold, and and uh, and because so and and because iniquity shall abound, iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. But he that shall he but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Okay. But he that shall endure. Now it talks about endurance. This is a part of your spiritual walk. You know that, as I said many times, it's not every day you wake up and think, "Oh wow, this is wonderful. The birds are singing, the sun is shining, and the word of God just opens up, and you, wow, this is just amazing. Oh, this is wow. It's not how it works. Sometimes it is pure discipline, pure raw faith. Okay, you don't feel like that when you eat your cereals every morning. If you do, you you'll be very you're a very irritating person, okay? But you sometimes we just do what is right, okay? So when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso read it, let him understand. Now you know what that scripture. This is something that they. Uh, I I I don't know. I might be wrong, but I don't think so. But I have never heard of a church have converted a mosque into become a church. I never heard of a church converting a Sikh temple into become a church. Okay, but this is what it talks about that. Uh, when you therefore shall see the abomination of the desolation spoken of by Dan, this is talking about that the devil, the enemy want to, uh, uh, what, what is the word, uh, he, he wants to destroy what is holy. So for example, you can see Turkey, that used to, you know, the, the seven churches in the book of Revelation were all in Turkey. You know, that was with Antioch, that was the center of Christianity, was in Turkey. Islam attacked that place. And you can see it anywhere where you see Bradford used to be the mission center for the apostolic church, for the, for, for the British missionaries who went to Africa, they went through Bradford here. Why is Bradford so attractive for Muslims to... Uh, because of they want to destroy any trace of Christianity. You know, uh, one of the big, so-called biggest mosques today in Istanbul was never built as a mosque. It was built as a church, as a copy of the Vatican, you know, Hagia Sophia. That was built as a as a as a as a twin to the Vatican in Rome because of you know Constantinople. It used to be called Constantinople, okay? And it was and the Byzantines. They used to be called Romans. So there was the Eastern Roman Empire and the Western Roman Empire. So Eastern Roman Empire, well, the capital was Istanbul or Constantinople. You know, it's from Constantine, okay? And uh, and it was a co- it was a copy of Rome. It was built on seven hills, just like Rome is, and uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, <clears throat> but this is what it talks about. That that uh, uh, that we, that you see, where Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, who so we let him understand, and that the, the, the enemy wants to desecrate anything that is holy. It's always happened. There was a in the Jewish war. I think it was in the Maccabees war in the Jewish history. There was a man called Antiochus, and he wanted at first he was an image of the Antichrist in the future. But first, the Jewish people thought he was a good guy, 
and he became like a hero for them until when he changed and he he forced the Jewish people, he, he put a pig on the altar in the temple and wanted the Jewish people to worship it. And that's where the Maccabees war started. Uh, this is one of the books that have been cut out of our Bible, but if you have a if you have a Catholic Bible, you can read about it in the they, they call it the Apocryphes. Okay? But there's never been that need for Christianity to take over a mosque or to take over a temple or whatever because we know there's no power in these things. We, we know that. There's no power in the name of Buddha. Or you never heard anyone say, for Buddha's sake. <laughs> oh, oh, Buddha. Are you, are you stupid or what? You, know? you never heard that. There's no power in that. And everyone knows it. Even the world knows it, okay? Uh, 16. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. This is again now, this is here it talks about when the Roman armies came and surrounded Jerusalem. They actually came on a Saturday. The Roman army that came to surround Jerusalem, those who were Christians, they could escape because they were Christians now. So their Sabbath was not on Saturday. So they could escape, okay? Uh, so when let them which be Judea flee into the mountains, let them which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Now you have to understand, this is where he talks about what happened at the destruction of the temple. Okay? For us it's all past tense. But for Jesus, it's all future. Uh, but so, it's, so it's important we we we, uh, we we separate it so we don't get confused about. It. <clears throat> uh, where are we now? So now let eighteen. Now let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that gives up. Because when I started reading this the first time, I thought it was all just one long story, where it was just connected in that way. So I couldn't get. Uh, whispering about the children and all, so, okay. Verse 20, But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, for when shall be great, for when shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. You know, you have to remember, this is from that time the diaspora of the Jewish people started. The Jewish people had never really been back since. Uh, okay, 1948, when the Jewish nation was uh, proclaimed, but it is from that moment <clears throat> the Jewish people were spread all over the world. 21. For when shall be a great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world? To this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. When, if men when, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, he's, here is Christ, or where, believe it not. Now, I want you to understand, anything that God does is self-announcing. That's why you don't need to tell someone, I'm a prophet. You don't need to tell someone, I'm an apostle. You don't need to tell someone, I am this, that, and the other. Okay? You don't need to, because if God is doing it, it's self-announcing. Remember the day, on the day of Pentecost, everyone in Jerusalem knew something had happened. There was not a big PR campaign. When God does something, it is self-announcing. 
it's like where a certain group of people, they, they keep telling you that they are normal, okay? If you have to say you are normal, we all worried. Hello, my name is Kurt and I'm normal. <laughs> now I'm in trouble, okay? We have to, you know, we, 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 whatever we are, if you have met Jesus, you don't need to tell people it can be seen. Amen. If you are in love, if you have to tell someone you are in love, most likely you are not. It's self-announcing. Okay? So, uh, so, uh, so he said, uh, when if any man shall say unto you, lo, he is, he is Christ, or where, believe it not, for where shall arise, now notice what it says, for where shall arise false Christ and false prophets. Now notice Christ is with capital. It's a capital, Christ is written in capital and Christ is really a word. You have to understand Christ is not the last name of Jesus. Okay? This is a word that has not been translated. This is a word that has been imported. And so Christ means anointed. So it says here, there shall arise many anointed and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it was possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So they will do signs and wonders. Okay? Some people, they say, oh, but, but he's anointed. No, but the Bible talks about we shall know them by their fruits. Amen. By their fruits, not by their signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember, the, uh, we watched this uh, DVD with, uh, uh, what was it? I can't remember. It's one of these darkness. There was one where there was a pastor in Indonesia and he shared about this man where there was a witch doctor. Every year at Easter, he died. He killed himself and died. And three days later, he was back to life. Uh, Roland Baker, he shared about, he saw how animals, when he was in Indonesia, he saw how animals behaved. And it was purely demonic how they could control these animals. It was just crazy. And, uh, and many signs and wonders. I believe that people can even get healed. I know preachers, you know, that they, they operate powerfully in a healing ministry and then they have raped women. I know that for a fact. I know people, famous people even, that, uh, uh, but people think, oh, they're a gift. No, we shall know them by their fruits. Not by, you know, because, because signs of wonder is like, many people, you know, many people say a lot of things. But we shall know them by their fruits. Like one of the most powerful things that I, I, I heard as a young man from just a somewhat, he said, don't ever trust someone who cannot be faithful to his wife. Okay? As a young man, I didn't really understand too much about it, but it talks about character. Because if, we, if that person can let, let down another person for you, they will also, it's only a matter of time before they will let you down. Okay, that's why when, when, when I hear about people who are, who are committed adultery, I don't, I don't care how nice they are, I just don't want to work with them to protect myself. That's why I don't trust our prime minister. You know, she, she, was, uh, she lived in an adulterous relationship for quite some time when she got caught. Oh, I have to apologize. She nearly got thrown out of the Conservative Party and, uh, because of that, because of... Uh, anyway, 
So don't ever know people by their fruits. Don't be blinded by the signs and wonders. Don't be blinded by, oh, they do this when they are, because it can, the devil can do these things. Do, do you understand? The devil can do these things. Know them by their fruits. Because many people can say many, 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 many things. I'm telling you, if I, if I had a penny for every Christian who told me they were going to write a book, I would be a billionaire by now. Oh, God told me to write a book. Why would you want to write a book? Yeah, but God told me, yeah, I said, your life is so boring. Who wants to read about it? It's like when you have David Becker, when he was 20 years old, he, wa- he wants, I want to write a biography. You don't even start living yet. <laughs> Can you imagine? How I live my life. Yeah, you're not even started. You're 20. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> stupid. Okay. And but, but no one by so there are many false prophets and shall show great shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. These you know we're talking about these signs. They are very powerful. Uh, if uh, Dennis Belcom, if he ever have a chance for it, you should put, listen to when he shares about what uh, Dalai Lama has to do, what rituals he has to go through every year to invoke the spirit that he representing here on earth. It's just crazy. You know, there are temples in in the Himalayas that in, from a natural point of view, you can't build them. You can't even access them as a human being, really, unless there's something spiritual. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen in Discovery some of these monks that you can actually throw a spear at their throat and they can't penetrate them. Uh, you know, this is on TV, you know, uh, and uh, this is not physical, this is not normal. This is a spiritual thing. This is the same thing that, that many of these Eastern things, is a spirit thing. When, when, when you go to a point where it becomes abnormal, uh, you know, I see some of these women that can bend their uh, uh, backwards. Uh, and it's, it, it's not normal, okay? Anyway, that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, only the ones that goes by signs and wonders. And have you noticed now, when people talk about everything, they always talk about what God is doing, they're not talking about the fruits. That's why that, uh, they, they, they didn't, you know, there was... If you remember, there was this guy, Todd Bentley, some years ago, who looked like, I don't know what he looked like, okay? And uh, there was no fruits. Yeah, but I have had preachers, but yeah, God used them. But their character and their personality, their fruits was horrible. There was a, there was a South African preacher. He was, he was in a meeting. He ran around spitting at people. Oh, because he was referring to what he said in the Bible. And people in the meeting was dumb enough to believe it. And another guy, he, he went there because he read a Smith Wigglesworth book, he hit everyone. And you know, the people are so stupid. When, 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 because, oh, oh, this is powerful. And I said, no. As I asked this person, who told, did anyone get healed? He said, no. I said, when it's disgusting. <laughs> okay. And, and, but, but it's like, it's so easy to be deceived. And it's easy when you're standing on the outside looking in. Okay. And uh, so, Anyway, so, behold, I told you, 25, Therefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. 
okay? Don't need to run for signs and wonders, okay? Signs and wonders are supposed to follow you. Mark talks about these signs shall follow those who believe. It doesn't say that those who believe shall follow the signs and wonders. Do you, do you understand? This is, uh, when we say we, we, some people use the scripture, yeah, but the wise men they traveled to see Jesus. Yeah, but that was not a sign they came to see. They came to meet a person. Okay, they came to meet a person. So they used the phrase wise man travels. No, they came to meet a person. They, they didn't come to get entertained. Okay, so um, for as, uh, so therefore, if they shall say unto the uh, behold, he is in the twenty-seven. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. That means, you know, when Jesus returns, we don't need to tell anyone; it will be obvious. Okay, it will be just like the day of Pentecost. For whithersoever the carcasses is, there will the eagles be, uh, be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. Now you have to understand, this is in the context of the rapture, when the church has been taken away from the earth, okay? When the church meets its bride in heaven, now the light is gone from this world. Do you, do you understand? Because we are the only thing in this world, the church, that holds darkness back. Once that is gone, the devil has free rule. This is, from the church's point of view, this is the time where we are at the wedding feast in heaven, it talks about. Okay? But, but as I will show you later, this is not tomorrow. Yes. Okay? Um, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall be the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken now that you can, some people you can say the, the stars uh, that can also be angels because sometimes angels are mentioned as stars so you can't say what is what is what okay and when shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven? And when shall all the tribes of the earth mourn? And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. Now this is when we return. This is his second coming, third coming. Okay. This is when, when you see the cloud. The cloud, this is you and I. That is when we return from heaven and back to earth. Okay. Uh, coming into the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. <coughs> And he shall send his angels with a great sound of trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable. Now notice, this is, this is very important. For, for, now learn a parallel of the fig tree. Notice it's a fig tree. <coughs> Israel is always described as the olive tree. The fig tree, I believe, is the church. Okay, so it says here, now learn a parallel of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, ye know that summer is near. So you can actually look at the church and see where are we in the time scale. Okay, and we are nowhere near. Because as I said, Jesus is not coming for a baby, he is coming for a bride. There's a lot of growing up that needs to happen in the church first. Okay. 
so likewise you when you shall see all these things know that it is near even at the doors verily i say unto you this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled now he, when he's talking to the current generation again now okay you, you, uh, verily i say unto you no. heaven and earth shall shall pass away but my words shall not pass away but of that day and hour know of no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Now notice this thing. Of that day, no one knows. So how can all these prophets know? The Bible say, no one knows. Jesus said, I don't know. And then people say, God showed me. Wonderful. That refers to that. Remember that Jesus, He says, "In my Father's house there are many mansions." Actually, the real word is, "In my Father's house there are many rooms." And the engagement when you are betrothed to a, when a Jewish man is betrothed to a, a Jewish woman. Now, what happens is he goes back to his father's house, and when he starts building an extension on his father's house. And when the father goes, uh, goes out and inspecting the extension, the, the son, the groom-to-be, he keeps building on the extension and the father comes out and inspecting the room. And then one day the father says to his son, now you're ready, go and get your bride. That's what, and that's what, uh, what Jesus is referring to when he says that in my father's house there are many mansions, there are many rooms, I will go back and repa- uh, prepare a room. That's why Jesus said, I don't know. Only the Father knows. And you know what? If, God, if the Father does not tell Jesus, why should the Father tell you or tell me? He wouldn't. Because he said, no one, no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I, I read that to everyone who says about this thing and tells me who... But Jesus come back soon and say, how do you know? Oh, I know, I, I know, the Holy Spirit. Oh, I, I had five dreams after two pizzas. I, yeah. What? So he's just, just uh, you know. So I said, no, say here, only the Father. Only the Father. Only the Father. Okay? But, he's, but, the, but the basic line is, it is because many of these people, they want to feel significant. Okay? But it's nothing to do with what, what the Bible teaches, but my father only. No, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah ends. Now you notice, it says in the days of Noah, you know, the flood was not a surprise for Noah. It was a surprise for everyone else. Can you imagine you building a boat on a mountain? No one ever heard the word rain. It's never rained on earth before. The, the, the earth was watered by, uh, by, by, by water sources beneath the earth. No one ever heard about water, rain. Can you imagine? Can, can you imagine a world without rain? <laughs> but, it, but it was not a surprise for no one. Okay? For you and I, it's not a surprise when Jesus returns. It is for the world. We, we, we're living in expectation and we're living prepared, but we still live. Okay? 
So for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them, till so and so on. Verse 40, then shall two be in the field, and that's when it talks about the ghost. And when we just, you can, you can carry on and reading the last part, but notice it's the word deception. That is the key word that you need to, and that many false information will come up. And the key is stay close to him. So how do we protect ourselves from deception? We are, we are never isolated. We are part of something. We, we, we are singing today, our father. You know, the fellowship protects you. You know, that's why you can't, you know, the same thing with when you get married, you can't just get married, oh, let's say we are married, no, there has to be a certain way, you know, you have witnesses, because you might go crazy somewhere down the line, say, oh, I never said anything, you know, it was not me, it was just something you made up, no, the witnesses were there, fellowship protects you, isolation kills you, did you understand? Stay close to the light. Stay close to the Word of God. When you're losing the hunger for the Word of God, now the warning light should go up. Just like in the natural, if you're losing your natural appetite, it's often a sign of maybe your health-wise, something is not what it's supposed to be. And you need to get checked. Okay? So that's how we protect one another from uh, being deceived. Never to be isolated because in our in our own isolation we can either get ourselves into depression or we can get ourselves into think we are completely beyond amazing and whatever. But it's in the fellowship we find out who we really are. If you ever have a sibling, you find out very quickly that you are not the center of the universe, especially if you're not the oldest. You find out the oldest will make sure you are not the. I will, I will teach you, but you are not a center, <laughs> okay? And uh, so, but this is what, what so, so all the other nonsense that is taught about the end time, just let it, just ignore it because we, we, it's just pure entertainment that makes no difference at all, okay? But the key thing is protect your heart, okay? Stay close to the word, stay in fellowship, and God will make sure you will endure to the end. Yes. You will come through. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, <coughs> uh, thank you.